Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Welcome back to the Bringing a Baby podcast. My name is Ashley Cooley, and this episode is for the breastfeeders or chest feeders out there. We are talking about pumping, and these are the top five things you need to know about pumping that I think you need to know about pumping um, as someone who was an exclusive breastfeeder for three of her children, as a childbirth educator, as somebody who promotes breastfeeding and uh, wanting to help those who are breastfeeding optimize on that experience and so you know we, we can hear a lot of misinformation when it comes to pumping there's also a lot that can be experienced when you are pumping and I believe that knowing these top five things about pumping will totally well they could make or break your pumping dreams so let's dive in the first thing that you need to know about pumping is that if you are planning to pump or if you are going to plan to express some breast milk from your body after baby is born, then you want to try to wait out at least the first six weeks before doing so. And here's why. Your body in the first four to six weeks postpartum is trying to figure out how much milk it needs to make to feed your particular baby or babies. So if you have twins, triplets, then, and you're feeding those and you're breastfeeding those babies, then your body's going to produce enough milk for those babies. It comes down to demand and supply. So when there's a demand on the body, whether that be from a baby's mouth or your hand um, or a pump, that's a demand on your body that's telling your body to produce milk. So milk being made at the cellular level, it's not, you know, our breasts are not jugs of milk. (laughs) They're not containers of milk. They're never truly empty. Milk is always being made when there's a demand at the body. So let's just say you did pump in those first six weeks. Let's say that perhaps you had an oversupply, which is common in the beginning when the milk comes in and there's lots to be had and we're trying to feed the baby. Uh, If you're going to pump in addition to feeding the baby, this could happen anytime, but particularly in the first six weeks that it, your body, you're telling your body to produce more milk than it actually needs. And that can cause some problems down the road. That's the kind of thing that can lead to things like blocked ducts or mastitis, uh, which is an infection. And uh, because there's an oversupply and your body is making more milk than your baby actually needs or gets, and things can trickle from there. So the first four to six weeks is your body adjusting to your baby or babies. So ideally you are doing, if you're breastfeeding, you have baby at the breast for all of those feedings. And in that six week period, you know, or, or shortly thereafter, your body's starting to level out. It's starting, it figures out what the baby needs, what it needs to make. And so the amount, the volume that your body will make day to day will be roughly the same, but you know, not every feeding is going to be the same amount of time or the same volume. And we don't need to know that because baby drives all of that. So just getting back to that first point, guys, trying to wait the first six weeks before introducing 
a bottle of pumped milk um, or, or even to pump so that your body's not going to overproduce. Now, sometimes people have an issue who are planning to breastfeed are worried that they are not producing enough milk for their babies. And that's where pumping can have a great effect. Um, we're not going to dive into that particular situation today, but knowing that the first six weeks or so should really be baby at the breast for all the feedings if you are planning to exclusively breastfeed. After that six weeks is when you can maybe start to introduce a bottle of pumped breast milk and you can maybe start to pump. And we will talk about that in the next couple of points. But please know that the demand and supply and the oversupply that can come from extra demand if you are feeding your baby or babies and then pumping on top of that, that's going to be for the life of the breastfeeding journey with your baby. So knowing that will kind of always be the case, but it's particularly sensitive. Your body's particularly sensitive to that in those first four to six weeks. Okay, so we're waiting at least until that six week mark before starting to pump. Because let's say you know in advance that you're going to be away from your baby for a chunk of time, but you want to still exclusively breastfeed. So you're going to pump so that your partner or support person or caregiver, somebody else can feed your baby while you are not around. So that the second point that I want you to know about this is that a pump is not as effective as your baby. Any pump, even the hospital grade pumps that are amazing and probably as good as they get, those are not as effective as a baby. Meaning when you are pumping or if you're pumping, and let's say, you know, just as an example, at a time where uh, with my third child, I pumped quite a bit because I was going back to work. She was at home napping all the time. So I would pump while I was working and teaching classes. And what would get my body or what would tell me to stop pumping was either the milk getting so high up on the bottle that I couldn't fit anymore in which I mean let's be honest that was really never the case but the other thing the other part that really got me stop pumping to say like okay I got what I needed was that milk stopped coming out when there's a pump at the breast and it is suctioning out the breast milk eventually it will stop eventually the pump will be moving and going but milk will no longer be coming out of your breast or very slowly so that would always be an indicator to me like, okay, I quote unquote drained that side. So we're going to do the other side and again, just get what I needed or, you know, eventually the milk stops coming out. Had I been pumping to up my supply, I would have put that pump down and I would have started hand expressing because if you do that, or if you hand express or actually put the baby at the breast after pumping and now how seemingly there isn't any left your baby will still get milk. Your hand, can you can still express some breast milk. So it's still there, but the pump isn't going to be as effective. So it's important to know that, especially for anyone who might be thinking about or is exclusively pumping, that eventually the pump isn't going to be able to keep up with the demand of your baby. So there may need to be, may need to be extra supplementation down the road, but that can be a decision and something that you figure out with you, your family, your doctor, that kind of thing. So try to wait until at least the first six weeks to start the pumping journey if you're going to do that. Second, remembering that a pump, any pump, is not as effective as a baby's mouth. That brings us to our third point. Prolactin, the milk-making hormone, 
it surges overnight. It gets a huge boost in the middle of the night. And this is literally scientifically proven at about 2 or 3 a.m., somewhere in there, your prolactin is going to surge. What this means is you're probably going to find, even though you're never going to be truly empty or void of milk at any point, you might find that there's maybe it feels like there's a little less than in the evenings. But overnight and first thing in the morning, you feel like you're most plentiful of milk. And that's because of that prolactin hormone and usually lots of demand on the body for those new babies, those newborns feeding lots overnight. So with those, with the prolactin surging overnight, basically what this means for, for moms, for those who are breastfeeding, chest feeding, that those overnight feedings are really on you most of the time. I will never say to anyone that, yes, it always has to be mom and babies at the breast. Of course, you, sometimes you want help and that's where pumping can be so beautiful. But entertain this thought with me for a second. Let's say, you know, baby's a few weeks old or even a couple months old. I don't know. It doesn't matter how old baby is, but let's say it's in the evening. You finally finish that last feeding. The baby's falling asleep and your partner maybe looks over at you and says, hey, honey, why don't you pump tonight before we go to bed? So in the middle of the night, when the baby gets up at three, four, whatever it is, I will get up and feed the baby the pump to breast milk. And to those partners, I say, God love you. That's so thoughtful and generous and a really supportive thing to do. Unfortunately, because of that prolactin hormone, because we're thinking about, you know, your body as the breastfeeding or chest feeding individual, that demand isn't going to be there at 3 a.m. when your partner gets up to feed the baby the bottle. And so that would put you at risk. If you slept through that, that's going to put you and your body at risk for an oversupply, for having um, swollen, enlarged, engorged breasts. Um, That can put you at risk for blocked ducts and mastitis and all those kinds of things. So if your partner's going to get up to feed the baby a bottle in the middle of the night, you're going to have to get up to pump so that there's a demand on your body for that milk. And if you're going to get up to pump, you might as well get up to feed the baby because it's probably going to be way more efficient and you'll all get the more best sleep that way. Um, And plus, again, the pump isn't going to be as effective as the baby. So it is kind of ideal for those who are breastfeeding or chest feeding to do so in the middle of the night, have the baby at the breast for that reason. If you're looking to get a longer stretch of sleep in there, partners, caregivers, they can give the baby a bottle during the day and you can get a nap in during the day. That would be preferable when it comes to your milk supply um, and getting that support. All right, that was number three. We've got two more. So the next one, if you are pumping because you're away from your baby, so let's say you've had a storage in the freezer or the fridge, you got a bottle together, you gave it to your partner or your parent or caregiver, whoever's taking care of the baby, you are going to get your hair done or you're going for a massage. You're going to be away from the baby for a few hours. The baby's going to need to eat. So the baby's going to eat and drink a bottle while you are gone. While you are gone, that's your body missing a feeding. So this is when you're going to want to pump or hand express for, well, I won't tell you how long because really that just that can vary so much person to person pump however you're going to pump or express however you're going to express to help your body have that demand also to help you feel more comfortable 
This can certainly depend on where you are in the breastfeeding pumping journey. If it's early on, the first few weeks or months, then there's definitely going to be a need for that. You're probably going to be uncomfortable, so you're going to want to express some milk regularly throughout the day. Um, if baby is, say, six, seven, eight months old, you can probably get away with a couple of hours and, and not feeding them and all that stuff. So it, it does depend. But if you're pumping while away from your baby, you're going to want to pump as if it was a feeding, right? Or make sure when you get back home, if it was just a short stint, feed the baby right away. Just make sure that your body has gone through that feeding, right? But let's say you're pumping because you want to build up a supply. You're thinking ahead and thinking, okay, when the baby is however many weeks or months old, my partner and I are going to be going out for the night. We're going to a wedding and et cetera, et cetera. Somebody else is going to be caring for the baby. We're going to pump so that we'll have some storage for that time in the future. So again, because we don't want to create an oversupply, always feed the baby first. Always make sure the baby is well fed before you're going to start pumping because we want the baby to get all the milk that the baby needs first. So let's say you wake up in the morning, you feed the baby, they go through a feeding, they feed on both sides, and you can give the baby to your partner perhaps, um, or support person, and or put the baby down, maybe the baby's sleeping now, and then you can pump just to get some storage, and you're only going to pump for two to three minutes, tops regardless of how much is coming out, because you don't want to create an oversupply. It's demand and supply. So you fed the baby already. The baby's well fed. Now you're just going to pump for a couple of minutes. Maybe that gets you a half an ounce or an ounce or whatever it is. And you will just take that little bit amount. And you can do that on either side, both breasts, but just a couple of minutes tops, because you don't want to tell your body there's a whole other mouth to feed, right? If you were to pump for another 10 or 15 minutes on top of after already feeding the baby, then that's telling your body that there's more milk that needs to be made. So just do a couple of minutes. You'll get however many ounces or half an ounce or whatever, and you can store that at the back of your fridge or in the freezer. And there's lots of great information um, that the IWK and the province of Nova Scotia and that are just easily Googleable from Health Canada and that sort of thing about milk storage. But you can just put little bits and little bits all in there and then add those together when it comes to making a bottle. So just making sure that if you're pumping purely just to build some storage, feed the baby first and don't pump for too long, no longer than a couple of minutes on either side afterwards so you don't create an oversupply okay last tip put a sock on it (laughs) so because pumps are, are not like a baby and our bodies usually need to learn to let down to something other than a baby so if you are pumping for the first time or two or even hand expressing for the first couple times you might not yield that much milk and that's okay it's going to take some time for your body to get used to that a few things that can help, warm compresses, having your baby nearby or something belonging to your baby that you can smell, um, those kinds of things can help with that letdown. But if you are pumping and you're finding that you're there's really not much of a supply, I know how it can be as someone who's pumped before when you're looking at the milk coming out and maybe it's not as much as you had hoped or thought you needed or whatever that is, We can worry about that and stress is not going to produce more milk. So put a sock over that bottle while you're pumping. Don't look at what's coming out. Go with the time 
and whether it's just a couple of minutes if it's just to get the last little bit of milk for storage or maybe it's 15-ish minutes because you're away from your baby and you're getting a full pump session in there but cover the bottle with a sock so that you can't see the milk going in and you can actually yield more results there can be more milk that gets pumped out because of that so give that a try that's all I have for my pumping tips. They're really, you know, those five things about pumping that you need to know. We kind of got into a few other things in there in between. There's so much more that I could talk about, but we'll have to save those for another episode. If you ever have any questions about what we're talking about on the, on the show or want to dive into these topics a little bit more, you can send me an email to ashley at birthbabysleep.ca, ask away. You can also join our Bringing a Baby community membership where we are constantly having these kinds of conversations. We do weekly education sessions and uh, so much more in, in the group where we kind of take what we do here at the podcast and put it on steroids in the group. So lots of opportunities for questions and you know reach out over social media facebook instagram check me out at birth baby sleep send me a dm i love interacting with you guys all right that's all for today thank you so much for joining and we'll see you back here next time looking for more check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find prenatal classes postpartum and new baby resources and sleep support during the childhood years You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Baby Sleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.